Go. Boom. <laughs> Why are you so angry? First off. Fucking STC pod bullshit. I'm sick and tired. Of, I don't know, man. <clears throat> it took me about half an hour to get the show up and running here uh, just to try and record because our mics weren't being recognized by this laptop. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I'm furious. So we're going to have a great show. Well, you just don't blame it on this last half hour. You've been a bear the entire evening. Fucking mics. I told you, can we get some good mics? We do have awesome mics. But like I said, you've been a bear all evening. <clears throat> yeah, real pain in the arse to hold on to. Uh, hold on to. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about, bear? Uh, I've been busy. I've been working all night. I don't know. You've been pouting and... Carrying on, hissy fitting, yeah. and uh, working all night, <laughs> trying to get this in. Just wasted a half hour of my life. I'm not going to get back. Why don't These you fucking mics are making me angry. It's the not the mic. Slow. It's not the mic. It's your computer, dude. No, it's 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 the Mac. No business aggregate input system. It's these mics. We got to go uh, SLR. Yeah, into what? Into a mixing docker. A docker. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How are we going to go about doing that? And then, um, I don't know. Yeah, not going to happen. How do you do that on like on a remote with, with two different devices? What do you mean? Well, you both go into the mixer and the mixer goes into the no, computer. But if we if, when we record at home... How's uh, it going to work out? I don't know. Beats me. I don't know. All right. I'm leaving it in your capable hands. No, we can't go that route anyways. Why is that? Because when we record face-to-face -face like we are doing right now, uh, we can't bring in all that gear. Mixing board and too much. Uh, <clears throat> well, we may have to go without face-to-face. Uh, no. Mano a mano. No way. This is so much better. Is it? Is it? Well, you need to move closer, and we'll set up shop in your massive basement. Oh. Mm. We'll How throw some beta porn up on your projector TV <laughs> and uh, record the show. How about at your house? No. No. It won't fly. Well. Unless you want to record in the garage after everyone goes to sleep. I would be honored to enter your gay garage anytime. Play some darts, play some pool in there. Yep. Play around in the Learjet. It's probably good uh, acoustics in there. Take the uh, golf cart around the neighborhood. <laughs> what else do I have? What other imaginary things do I have? Well, your boat's at the Harbor Club. So yeah, I don't that store that in the garage. There's no room for a <laughs> sailboat in the garage. So. Oh, you'd go sailboat? Gotta go sailboat, man. No. You're gonna be a master of the water. Yeah. Uh, what are you gonna do when the zombie apocalypse hits and there's no gas? That's true. You gotta go sailboating off to the island. You think you're gonna be safe in an island? Yeah. No. Nope. It's a private island. Don't matter. The uh, undead will still wash up on the shore. Or even walk across the bottom of the uh, oh, whatever won't. water you're uh, traversing. No, they can't do that. Yeah, they can. No, they're not smart enough. There's too many currents under there that, first off, they'll be eaten by animals. 
and then the water current will just take them away down to the Marianas Trench. Okay, if we're talking uh, big water. Yeah, we're talking big water. All right. I'm not talking Lake Ontario or Muskoka. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about, dude. <laughs> That's, on the show, you never see the, the, the walkers getting attacked by wild animals. You should see more of that, shouldn't you? You think you would because the animals... Hmm. You think they'd be they'd be starving too, right? Because the walkers eat the animals. So if you get like a pack of wild dogs that are starving, you think they'd take down a well? I, mean, I guess maybe their the walker meat would be rotted, so no animal would want to eat them, right? I don't know. The other thing that they always uh, miss is the that the smell. You should smell the walker before you even see or hear it. What do you do in my case when I have no sense of smell? You have no sense of smell. It's it's very poor for some reason. <laughs> well, that explains a lot. <clears throat> well, it explains all those rippers you make in your pants where you say, oh, oh it doesn't smell. It's not a smell. No smells, just sound. <laughs> I do those because they're funny. <laughs> Everybody knows farts are funny. It's a double F. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe one or two, but uh, when it carries on throughout the... The shift of employment. Uh, uh, that's just out of boredom. <laughs> that's out of boredom. Well, dude, uh, <clears throat> what's been going on with you? What's been happening? Are you taking notes? Because I'm not listening to this thing over. You again. are. You are going to listen to this again. Podcast. I'm not <laughs> listening to over again. Because the last two have killed me with the amount of re-listening I've had to do to them. Where's my pen? Re-listening. Yeah. Well, forcing me to re-listen to our own show. Yeah. I think it's a good exercise for On my own for personal time. It's a good way for you to figure out what, what you need to bring to the table. While what you're uh, at home playing games. Mm-hmm. And taking days off when I'm... And leaving me to my own means here at work. Speaking of which, man, that Shadow of Colossus, I'm getting pretty far on that. I think I only got two... Of the uh, two of them left to take on. I don't know what happens after that. How many? What are there? There's 12? I don't know. No, I've defeated I asked like. I before. I don't know. I don't have the instruction manual. Well, I do, and it doesn't tell you. I think it said I've defeated 15, and I've got two more to go. So. Oh, I'm going to give this game up, man. No I can't way. Do 15 don't. Bosses. Don't, man. It's super fun. Just turn it on for one boss. <sighs> it's like 20 minutes of your life. No, it's longer if you fucking die first you got to figure out how to get on to the guy <laughs> yeah that's part of the fun where am i at i'm just uh i think i've killed four or something last one i killed was the flying bird and then i th- <coughs> was it the bird or hmm is either like the horse and then the bird or the bird and then the horse and then now i'm on to um some guy who is underneath a temple and he, he mashes you with his fists. He mashes you. Well, uh, I've been so far. I've actually saw a repeat of a boss. They've reused a guy. Wow, but it was, a, it was a completely different scene, and it was more about how to maneuver him to... Uh, yeah. it, it, was, it was good. Even though it was the same one I've already seen, it was 
it was a good retelling of it. So I'm happy with the game. I'm loving it. Kids love watching it. So it's a good game. I'm trying not to play mine in front of the guy, uh, in front of my kid. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't want him to uh, get hooked on. He's already starting to get hooked on to um, uh, cartoons, which is bad news in my opinion. So I'm trying not to get him hooked on video games as well. I remember when I got my uh, NES, and then my uh, my middle brother started watching me play it, and he always wanted to play it and always be on it. And um, now he's, like, addicted to video games. What the fuck are you talking about? Most of our listeners play video games constantly, and now you're saying you don't want your kid to play video games. What's that got to do with our listeners? They're not kids. We don't have ideology come from. I don't have. We don't have three-year-old listeners. Now you don't want no four years old. Not yet. Yeah. No. No. (laughs) Still three. (laughs) I well, I don't think you have to be afraid of him being addicted to video games by watching you play some. Yeah, he's going to want to get into them. So what's wrong with that? Uh, I'd rather him do other things and uh, and not turn into me. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Which reminds me, I got to get him signed up for some Taekwondo. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Well, we were going to do that anyway, but I want him to um, why uh, learn that? some learn some mental discipline and all that stuff, right? Why not uh, one of the other arts rather than? Uh, she won't let me sign him up for boxing. Hmm. What about like judo? Why Taekwondo? Uh, Did we already talk about this? I don't remember. Yeah, I know. And who the hell puts a three-year-old in a boxing anyways? Why don't you just take your money and throw it in the garbage right now? I, I, well, who who uh, considers that? Oh, I'm I looking said, for something for my three-year-old. Let's find uh, some uh, some Muay Thai uh, training. Well, if you were anywhere else, they would be starting training at that age too. In China? <laughs> well, actually, it's Brazil. Oh, but um, I said boxing because I like boxing. I enjoy watching boxing. But no, judo is more of like a more of a throwing uh, punch kind of sport. And I'm trying to learn the differences between them. Like taekwondo is certainly more kicking, uh, kicking and um, hmm. something else. I forget what it was. I put him in. Uh, but we got one of our nieces is, is in taekwondo. And she just got her black belt, so. And she's only like, I think eight, six or eight. Hmm. Put him into like a, an art program, you know, painting and art, art appreciation. Well, you can only but do so much. I wanted him. I want him in something physical first that's going to help train. Uh, some for some form of uh, mental discipline, right? As well as being physical. Oh boy. But yeah, like art, or I'd rather get him into music. To be honest with you, like maybe have him learn some piano. <clears throat> Good stuff, man. I love it. It is. It's great for your mind, man. It's well, let's hear how creative you got. Uh, what happened over the Halloween? Uh, big Halloween just happened. Well, I didn't. Uh, you know, I hate Halloween because I hate other kids that running around. And coming to my door and begging for candy. Kids <coughs> dare enter your neighborhood past the gates. 
the one time of the year they open the gates up to yeah. uh, outside kids? Um, no, I just, I don't know. I, I'm just not a big fan of Halloween because they always, uh, it's like Valentine's Day and all those unnecessary holidays where it's like just, it's a cash grab, right? What the what the heck happened to you as a kid? <laughs> you don't like Halloween? <laughs> Nothing. I, I just I've become uh, I've grown up and realized I just don't uh, I don't want people bothering me. <laughs> don't come to my house. Go here's twenty bucks. Go to the store, buy yourself ten boxes of those uh, hundred candies in each, and you're good for whatever five months. Wow. <clears throat> the kids wore the same costumes last year. Uh, he was a monkey and, uh, <laughs> she was a little duck. So they still fit into them for one more year. So there's no point changing costumes because no they don't even care anyway. So whatever. I'm sure they don't care. I nope. know lots of four-year-olds that don't care at all about the costume they wear. Nope. He does not. <laughs> he loved it. It's cute little monkey. Um, and he wore it to school that day too. So, and the, apparently they were like paraded around. Uh, the, maybe the gym or the, no, the, the JKs did a parade around to the other classrooms, I guess, in costume. I think I remember doing that as a kid back in elementary school too. I hated it. <laughs> put, it put on sideshow, right? Like dance monkeys. Well, literally. no, I don't think it's like that. <clears throat> that. They actually had the same thing at our school, which this is the first year that they've allowed you to wear costumes to school. Since my kids have been going, because normally they only allow them to do uh, an orange and black day. Oh, fuck. They uh, wouldn't allow costumes for some reason. I don't remember what the reason, if it was because they didn't want, like, uh, you know, kids outdoing other kids or questionable costume choices or anything. But this was the first year they actually mm -hmm. allowed all students to wear their costume on Friday. So that was pretty cool. Um I don't know. You might have saw the pictures I put out. I actually put my kids out there on Twitter for the first time because uh, the little one was me and the eldest daughter created a Game Boy costume for her. And she was Mario inside the Game Boy. Yeah, you did a nice job in that. It's um, a lot more effort than I put into it this year. So kudos to you. Well, kudos to my other daughter, too, for helping me. Uh, she did all the paint work on it and... Uh, you know, I gave her, told her what needed to be painted, and she actually had the idea originally when she saw the cardboard boxes laying around, she wanted to do, like, an iPod. And I thought, well, maybe it'd be more... Where'd you get the cardboard from? I'm very interested in that. <laughs> I don't know. They came home for, for something. But they were two exactly the same boxes, so I could make a faceplate with one and have the other box as, like, the housing, and it would be, like, the bezel for the screen and all that. And uh, even had a working uh, battery light in it on the side of the screen. Um, now, what did you do now that the or Halloween's over? Have you chucked it? No, I'm keeping it, man. That's a piece of folk Where art. are you putting this fucking thing? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to keep it. It's worth uh, nothing. countless amounts of money. <laughs> it's worth nothing. One day, a picker will come through my house and say, look at this piece of folk art. No, it'll I'll be... I'll offer you $200 for uh, that. One day, um, what's that show? That show, TV show, Hoarders, is going to come through. <laughs> and look at this guy keeping fucking Halloween costumes. No, man, that thing's a piece of art. You don't... The compliments we got going around the neighborhood was absolutely insane. Um, I told you it was nice. 
That's what I'm was, saying. I'm saying, why you, you got no room for it? You don't, you don't throw that out. It's, it's too good. It's too good. No, it's a piece of cardboard that's been colored. No, it, it isn't. You got the pictures. All the buttons are like raised and actual <laughs> buttons and... Uh, Put it up in your garage. It's got a working battery light, as I said. Yeah. That's nothing hard to do. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, it's I not. I had to come up with that. How to do that. You go down to any electronics store and they got it right there for no. you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Don't you remember taking uh, circuitry in school? Yeah, it's a giant circuit, and she carried a car battery underneath the thing. At you the don't time. need a car battery. Simple 9-volt will do. No, you know what it was? I took apart one of those fake uh, flickering tea lights that actually have batteries in them. Right. And uh, took the fake uh, plastic flame off it and just stuck that in the backside and turned it on, and it was a red glowing light. What yes. part causes it to flicker? I don't know. They, they just flicker. Hmm. But it looked good as power light. So that night, uh, the second we walked out the door, it started raining. And I'm walking the little one around, and she's wearing a big cardboard painted thing. So if any water gets on, it's just going to disintegrate. So we never got rain this year. So I had to walk around the, the block with an umbrella over her and me getting soaked the whole time. And, of course, she <coughs> couldn't see side to side. So she wouldn't walk fast, and she couldn't see me all the time. So she'd stop and turn around to see if I was still there. I'm like, keep moving. I'm getting soaked. And then everyone say, great costume, buddy. How's it going, guy? <laughs> and she'd be, everyone thinks I'm a boy. She called her daughter a guy? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, just say you're a girl. I don't know. It was still good times. They made it like bandits. Yeah, we just did, um, we probably did an hour max for our two kids but she enjoyed it a lot more than last year um mind you last year it was raining for us and it was super cold but uh she was happy walking around and my parents came over so the grandparents uh were walking with the kids too and we literally just did a block in our neighborhood and that took about an hour yeah and then uh a couple friends came over while taking their son out so i gave uh through a can uh, a can of beer and a brown paper bag for him to take on the road and put a cooler and brown bag for her to take and sent them on their way what are the parents giving out in your neighborhood is it like uh, uh usual stuff coins or usual stuff usually it's money cash paper bills yeah like five or ten bucks <laughs> uh, uh, most of the candies they got were good I think I never as soon as he got home I don't know where he learned this from or whatever he went right to the kitchen table dumped everything out and started going through it mm -hmm. maybe he remembers last year I don't know I don't I think last year I took all his candy to be honest with you <laughs> like you can have one that night and one the next night and because we don't you don't want them eating all that crap anyway did you have, uh, did they score any full-size stuff anywhere? What do you mean? Any full-size chocolate bars instead of the fun size? No, no. It's all fun-size crap. Oh, we found one house that was giving away the full-size. Full-size hmm. Mr. Biggs. We ran out of candy ourselves. We bought a box of uh, 120 and 
was giving out, was supposed to give out like two per kid. Some kids I gave out like two or three. And uh, yeah, we ran out by about 7.30. So quickly ran outside, shut off all the lights, put all the pumpkins inside the garage. Went back inside and uh, enjoyed the rest of my night. Enjoyed the rest of your night, yeah. So what did you, what did you have to do? Because in our own neighborhood, it was certainly a lot smaller. So there was less kids. And we didn't have a sidewalk on our side. But this neighborhood is quite a bit big, uh, bigger. And we're on uh, the side of the street that has a sidewalk and blah, blah, blah. So... Do you remember as a kid, you know, we didn't have all these fun size stuff. So you get, uh, do you remember getting the cans of pop and full size chocolate bars, stuff like that? No, I remember pop. It's like pop chips. What are those crappy candies that were like tar? Uh, <laughs> the Halloween kisses and the weird wax paper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The ones you threw oh, out awful. right away. Still some of that this year. Take this cheapo. Boom. Yep. Yeah, there's still some of that. Um, no one gave out full cans of pop this year. But I showed you the decorations the mother-in-law did, right? Like she decorated the entire front door, porch. No, I didn't see Some that. of the trees. Yeah, I showed it to you. No. Nope. Hmm. Do you want me to show you now so you can comment on it? Make fun of me, possibly? <laughs> Are you sure I didn't show you? Grab my phone. All right, so I just showed you what they were, right? Yeah. So it was good. Mother-in-law, like I said, mother-in-law decorated the house, and she even cut the pumpkin out. Did you do anything? (laughs) No, I didn't. You didn't do a pumpkin? I I was sitting at the table watching my wife and my mother-in-law cut the pumpkins. Holy shit. Talk about fucking king of the castle. (coughs) Well, no, I, uh, when we took the seeds out, I separated the seeds from the goop. Oh, that's a heavy job. I don't, I don't do that job. And, um, yeah, surprisingly, the pumpkin was massive, but we, we didn't get that many seeds. So I think next year we're going to buy two big ones. Because I like my, pump, my pumpkin seeds. Yeah, well, where are they? You didn't uh, bring they're them home. In? Uh, they've been eating it, so oh. whatever. Yeah, nice. No, no, nice, eh? Ridiculous. Uh, well, speaking of pumpkins, what, um, you guys had like a pumpkin patch on the farm back at, in Picton, right? <laughs> you guys are pumpkin farmers? No, no. Not a, not from a farm and uh, didn't grow pumpkin. Actually, we did have, we had a fair uh, sized garden at one point. We did grow pumpkins. Told you. Right I do the, remember that. Right yeah. The farm. That was cool because it was like the last crop of the year kind of thing that would come up out of the garden. I think they're easy to grow too. Yeah, it's just a year-long, whole season-long thing, isn't it? Waiting for them to show up. Uh, yeah, what were you saying? I asked if you had a pumpkin patch on the farm. Oh, no. Did you uh, stay up late and uh, <laughs> see if the gray pumpkin would come visit you? No. Just like Santa Claus did? All right, so... How, if you're on the farm, then how did you guys do your trick-or-treating? Not a farm, but we did live out in the country. <laughs> you lived on a fucking farm. So, well, when we were little. What would you and your sister do? I have two sisters. Did you talk? Did you, you like both of them or did you have a favorite? Yeah, of course. Are they both on Twitter? Mm, I don't think just so. Just the one? No, yeah, just the one. Okay, um, I'll come back to that. No, there's no need to. So, you had to walk 
off the farm just to get to the road is a mile walk. <laughs> well, literally. And then They're, the farms are what? They're probably like kilometers apart, right? Not a farm, but we did live in the country. And uh, yeah, there's literally only three houses around you could walk to. So you'd have to, the parents would drive you around. So at some point you could get in the car and they'd drive you to, you know, certain neighbors that they knew down the road. And, uh, you know, people out in the country, if, if a house was lit up with a pumpkin or whatnot, you'd know it was okay to stop there. But it was cool because those houses, you know, would only get, you know, two or three kids every year because it's out in the country. So they wouldn't bother buying Halloween-specific stuff. They'd just give you full-size chocolate bars or cans of pop or whatever. So you would make out pretty good. Why would they even bother then? It'd be like... If you get two two kids or whatever, then what's the point? That's the thing. That's why they never... They why, just, why would your parents not drive you to a subdivision and then say, all right, we're here for an hour? Yeah, I don't know. I When I got old enough where I was like, you know what, I'm going to stay in town at my friend's house and we're just going to do Halloween in town. That was just me doing that. But they never... I don't know. They never thought about driving me into town to, to canvas the neighborhoods. It was always just driving around the country roads and picking up this or whatever house. <laughs> I had a pumpkin uh, lit up outside. That's a rough childhood, man. No, it was pretty good. Like I said, you were getting real action with these uh, with these houses because they didn't have, you know, candy. It was full-size stuff. They'd have a bowl of, like, full-on chocolate bars or cans of pop. There was lots of cans of pop back in the day. And then when we were old enough to stay in town at a buddy's house, that's when uh, that was like hitting hitting a gold mine, you know, <laughs> for the first time, seeing how many houses you could pack in. Yeah, I think the cans of pop were like the, the big item to get back in the day oh, for yeah. some reason. Oh, bringing that pop to school the next day? Yeah, your so lunch? oh, how many cans of pop did you get? And yeah, you were like king... My parents didn't really, they didn't really buy pop for some reason, if I no, remember correctly. Mine either. I think I was allowed one pop a week <laughs> out of the home mm. inventory. Um, but I also, when we went into town, you could gain more candy, but you also ran the risk of running into the roving teenage gangs that just took your stuff from you. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Small town. So if you were just two little kids walking up down the street, you would come across like a gaggle of teenagers and they weren't going house to house because they were too old. They were just ripping off little kids. Really? <laughs> yeah, and they'd grab you and steal your candy. Wow. Yeah, and they'd be, you know, armed with eggs and whatnot. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun years I remember running away from those guys through hedge hedgerows and shit and dodging these roving game gangs of high schoolers. Dude, that's messed up. Yeah. It's good times though. It's life in the country, man. <laughs> that's right. That's where you learned how to be a man. Life in Picton. Gotta be a man. So that was good times. Huh. So weren't risk there parents walking on the streets going like what Hmm? Were, weren't there like parents walking their kids on the streets? No. No. Parents didn't take their kids out back then? Kids were just, you know, free-range kids. wasn't all this uh, hand-holding going on that there is now, right? You must remember some of that. No, there was no roving gang of kids in my that rolled me for my candy. No, never. Ah, well, wow. 
You were privileged, though, in your suburb in Dubai. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> uh, Those were good times, though. <coughs> I guess, man. I think that's why, I don't know. Maybe something happened to me, and that's why I don't like Halloween. <laughs> Let's delve into that. What could happen? So your parents constantly walked you. No, just uh, <laughs> only to a certain age like everyone else, and then you want to go with your friends, right? Until what, you were 16? Yep. <laughs> hmm. Until I could drive my own car, then they let me go. Yeah, no, I think just in hindsight now, it's just easier just to buy a candy and give it to my kids. You would rather just buy the candy. I'd rather just buy them and not have to go out and stay inside and, you you know. Hmm. Good times. Yep. Good times at Joe's. You got to do it smart. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, it's uh, it's a good Halloween. We had good times. My my eldest daughter dressed up like kind of a cat kind of thing. She did up makeup and stuff. Uh Uh-oh. How old is she again? Wasn't a sexy cat, was it? No, 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 no. She's like in grade six, so well, she did makeup and stuff, though. Mm, but uh, great. Well, her and five of her friends just went around. I got a few years to hold off on that. Yeah, I can't wait till you uh, come back with stories about that stuff. We're still gonna be doing this <laughs> by then. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, by then we'll have some good mics. Some think re- so? Real equipment. That'd be nice. Real equipment. Have the whole Joe Rogan set up. Yep, or someone's actually monitoring audio, and I can just sit back and talk and have them bring me stuff. Well, I bring you stuff. I brought you another coffee again. Start this. You brought me a coffee. Another coffee. A coffee. Listeners of this podcast will remember the last episode I started by bringing you a coffee. I don't remember that. (laughs) Of course not. (laughs) But that's not surprising. Anyways, look how far we've gotten so far. We're, this is episode 57. Why don't you start us off? Why don't we get this show on the road? Mm. Get to some business. All right. Well, everyone, like Bill said, welcome to STC Pod. This is episode number 57. Uh, if you listen to us so far, then you know what this show is about. And sometimes I don't even know what it's about. But uh, if not, uh, basically, we're a freeform conversation show hosted by Bill and myself, where we just riff back and forth on uh, anything and everything that's interesting to us, ranging from like movies, video games, news, TV shows, basically anything that goes on in our two lives. Um, if you're looking to find us, you can check us out on Twitter at STC Pod. That's the account that Bill handles for us. You can follow me on Twitter at AC Decepticon. You can check out our uh, website, which is www.stcpod.com. You can check out my site, which is www.angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. We're on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash start to continue. And we are also on iTunes and Stitcher. Nice. Now on the show. Oh. <coughs> Sound all yep. professional. Still got my cough, too. Yeah, can't get rid of the cough. All right, what do you want to get into this episode? Did you, uh, you had to have watched the latest Walking Dead episode because nope. the season is banging so hard. 
It is, but I am uh, one episode behind, which is the latest one. Uh, well, they did follow my prediction, and they had a Morgan episode for 90 minutes. No, we knew that. No, we didn't know that. <coughs> I predicted it, and the prediction came true. So it was it was awesome, though, man. 90 minutes. It was a nice breather from the fucking crazy pace the show's been on. Hmm. So... Uh, that's all I. That's all I have to say about that. Other than check it out, Joe, as soon as you can. Well, I will this week. I meant to watch it the other day, and um, plans fell through, and life got in the way, and life got yada in the way. yada yada. You know, life got in the way of our last podcast, and you had promised, uh, for some reason, Supergirl talk, and <laughs> we never got yeah, to it oh, on yeah. the last episode. Well, so along with The Walking Dead, I've yet to see the latest Supergirl episode, but I thought the first one was decent. Um, I think the Supergirl is uh, fairly attractive looking, so that's a plus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little kitschy, but and they, they tend to overemphasize and... Um, uh, I don't know, lack of a better term, sort of dumbed down things for the time being. But that's that's normal for these type of shows where they have to introduce the characters and introduce, uh, you know, their interactions with one another in terms of, um, you know, oh, she's my sister, you know, stating the obvious over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> for a TV show, the special effects are fairly good. I'd say no different than, you know, what's out there right now in terms of, like, Marvel, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Flash or Arrow, right? So, um, you know, we're only two episodes in. I think it's going to do fairly well, especially with the teenage market, which is what it's catered to. Uh, Probably why I like it, too. Because it's catered to the female market. Yeah, but I've always liked, like, for, uh, quote-unquote, chick movies or things like that yeah you love your chick movies this is very chick oriented but it's um not in a derogatory way though because unfortunately they've have uh what's her face alan alan mcbeal runs the uh that city's major newspaper uh conglomerate or whatever Mm mm-hmm so she's a very powerful woman. Um, she's weird. Uh, it's hard looking at her, man. Calista Flockhart, that's her name. Jeez. What is with that face? Looks like she's wearing a mask. She's had some work done. Holy smokes, pull it a little bit tighter. But, um, I just you know, it's a, it's a positive message that they're trying to send with, you know, her being a powerful female in, in the workplace and obviously with the Supergirl character being a powerful female character um really well am i wrong yeah how well they stumble on that how well i don't want how is she not a powerful character (laughs) no she's a powerful it's just so cliche everything is cliche over and over again well they're working on it it's the start of the show it's no different than when like flash or arrow started there's a lot of cliches in there a lot of uh tongue-in-cheek stuff uh well it's like when she uh, she had to uh, convince uh, that organization that she can fight this villain in the first episode, 
because she's a strong woman. And no, she they didn't want her to and fight because soon enough, she's as soon as she's fighting him, she's like, oh, I can't do it. And he's too strong. And then the, the sister has to get on the thing. You can do it. You're strong enough. And so, I am strong enough. It's so cliche. I wanted to jump out the window. I liked it when she used her uh, laser eyes. Her, yeah, the laser eyes look good. I w- to be honest, I, I wasn't expecting this... Um, well, first off, they didn't want her to fight because she is also an alien, so they weren't fully trusting of her. I don't like the the whole this. There's this organization that seems they, they had to expand it out. It couldn't just be her and whatever that newspaper is called, and uh, Jimmy Olsen taking on whatever, right? Jimmy had- Olsen, you mean the strapping all American? tall football player black man they brought in? Yes. Jimmy Olsen? That Jimmy Olsen, right? Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. I don't think he was supposed to look like that in the, the comic book. No, in the comics the he was, as well as in the movie, more of like a <clears throat> geeky, not geeky, but, you know, nerdy kind of guy, right? Yeah, so they had to bring in this strapping-looking fellow to gain the uh, the female viewership, I guess. Don't you think that's pandering a bit? Has he had his shirt off yet? Mm, no, but he does wear form-fitting T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Good <odd> time. <laughs> you don't like him because he works out. That's just <laughs> cut to the chase, man. You don't like anybody that works out. I don't, I don't like when things... We're going to delve into that later. Um, maybe were you bullied or <laughs> something happened in, in the uh, gym locker room? I don't know. When things don't fall into the molds that they're supposed to, it's just... <clears throat> Give it a chance. And why is Jimmy Olsen there, anyways? He explained that to her. Yeah, it, it still doesn't make sense. I'm going to leave my awesome job for the... Superman asked him to keep an eye on her. Hmm. And this was prior to her revealing herself as Supergirl. Yeah. Which is why he went over there. And then... This whole subplot, how the sister is a secret agent. Spoilers. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, you're what? I have, uh, I have x-ray vision, super hearing. I've lived with you for 20 years, and I had no idea you became a no, secret she's agent. She's not still living with her. She grew up with her. Yeah. And then after the sister moved out. They never visited. Which is when she got into this organization, and then it wasn't brought up. I'm part of an organization you don't know about because <laughs> I, I don't talk about it. What? I don't talk about it. How's your super hearing going to figure it out? It's not. I don't know, man. Okay. there. It was, I'm happy there's a show I can sit and watch with the whole family, which I Your did. daughters would probably love it. Yeah. They liked it and they were entertained Why don't you want it. the, you, you sure? You sure what? You sure that, like... They like it. You're actually going to let them watch it. You're going to let them become empowered and and, <laughs> and all this stuff. No, they liked it. It was it's fine. Um, you don't want them watching. Just uh, leave it to Beaver so they can cater and just cook and clean. And that's it. I don't know why. That's that's your people. <laughs> <coughs> My people. You're the Ward Cleaver of your uh, of your land. Like, come on. No, they enjoyed it, so you know. I guess I can enjoy it for that. I just it just needs to be tweaked a little bit. It needs well, to can be you give a them more than two episodes to to be uh, 
It doesn't have to be a perfect show within the first two episodes. Yeah, first show should be perfect. Like Lost, man. The premiere was a perfect episode. Well, you know why? I'm waiting. Say his name. <laughs> Who? Say his name. Say Why my was name. Lost so good? Say his name. Uh, who? J.J. Abrams? There you go. Yeah. That's why that first episode was so good. Mm. Yeah, okay. Just like the Star Wars is going to be so good. Well, Just like why Star Trek was so good. Well, it's, uh, I don't know, man. We're yeah. teetering there. No. Um, you want to hear the numbers on that first episode? Uh, sure. How do you think it did? It had a lot of promotion. I think it did good. I think I, these are American numbers, obviously. Yeah, I got American uh, numbers. Those are hard to tell. So I don't we're, know. We're talking the live plus three days. So all the viewers who watched live as well as taped it in yep. the first three days, 16 mil. That's pretty big. And uh, just looking at the live numbers was 12.9. That's pretty big. Yeah, that's decent. What about uh, you don't have the second days, the second I, episode here? I do. And as big as the first episode was, the drop was big. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So the the I think everyone tuned in. They wanted to see a little bit of, uh, you know, see some boobage and yep. some legs. It'll and get stuff. there. So the second week, uh, it was the largest fall of uh, any new series this fall. It went from 12.9 down to 8.9, but that's still a great number. Yeah, but so. fall is like less than a month old. Hmm? You said of this fall, right? Of the fall crop of shows. Oh, okay. Of the September shows. So uh, it did have a big drop, but it's still a great number. And in fact... Uh, uh, that at 8.9 million, that ties it with uh, Blind Spot, which is the new big show. Um, hmm. Which I still haven't checked out yet, but I, I want to. The weird programming decision on CBS that airs Supergirl is that they air it directly against uh, Gotham on Fox. Mm, that's on purpose, though, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it's got to be. I don't know why do you why do they always want to split up core audience? That's sort of a different audience, though, right? Like you got guys like me that'll watch both, but the main fans of Supergirl are probably not watching Gotham because that's more of a darker male-oriented series. Yeah, yeah, right? you're right. So, um, if anything, they're they're getting their core and maybe taking some core away from Gotham. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and to give you uh, you some relativity in the numbers, Gotham did uh, 4.3 million. Uh, That's not good. For the same week that uh, Supergirl did the 8.9. I still haven't watched the season of Gotham, but I've been hearing great things about it. So yeah, I hear this is the season to get into it. Um, Forget that. But yeah, that blind spot I haven't watched yet. It's on the PVR, and um, another show that I was forced to watch on Sunday was the latest. I hadn't seen any other episode yet, but the latest one of uh, Quantico. 
Oh, I, I saw the premiere. And, uh, that's a, just a bunch of good-looking people having sex. Ridiculously good-looking people uh, somehow in law enforcement. Um, Boffing and... Um, yeah, it's, it's... They're camera-ready at every moment of uh, action. <coughs> yeah, perfect hair, perfect everything. Yeah, I can't get But, you know, it's, I don't know how many... What is this, episode four or five or something? So, um, yeah, my, my wife is watching it. I haven't got into it yet, so I'll have to start getting caught up on that. Meh. Uh, give Blind Spot a chance. I did watch one of it, one of its episodes. It stars uh, <coughs> one of our guys from uh, Strike Back. Yep. And What's his name? Uh, Sullivan Stapleton. Yep. Nailed it. Boom. Well, you had to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you can tell how much better he is with the arms training than anyone else on that show because it's a network show so they probably don't have like arms training like he's been through for strike back so just the way he's, he holds his weapons and uh, his defense well maneuvers. they'd have to really train her though too right if she's supposed to be the same caliber of spy or whatever training she's had she they must have done some serious training with her as well, right? Yeah, but she's kind of like a, yeah. But she's like a born identity where she doesn't even realize she has these defensive right. abilities. Whereas you can just, just the way he holds his weapons and stuff, you can tell it's second nature to him, the amount of training he's been through for Strike Back. And it's the same thing with the other guy from Strike Back. He's on a new show with uh, Wesley Snipes. I can't Is remember. that on air? I can't remember. Yeah, it's on air somewhere. Which and it's the same thing where you can tell he's had real No one's talking about compared to anyone else. Which is a shame because I, I did like that the British guy. So I hope, you know, if this doesn't take off, uh, hopefully something else does. Maybe he should have swapped. Because the... Hmm. I think the British guy's going from... One thing to something similar, whereas uh, the Sullivan guy on um, Blind Spot maybe has changed his role slightly. You know, it's 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 good to sort of spread yourself out instead of just going from the same project to the same project. Yeah. So I don't think this Wesley Snipes thing is going to pan out. Yeah, it definitely doesn't have the buzz. Of anything else we're hearing. So, that's a little unfortunate. Do you want to... Uh, what else is there? Um, do you want to talk about the, the topic oh. Buried on Mars gave us? Uh, throw it out there. Well, we might as well talk about it's it. your topic. He'll burn it out on uh, Retro Fan. Oh, Daniels. yeah. That, so let's talk about that it. That Kev likes to chat it up. <laughs> Well, he, he asked us our opinion on what the what we thought about, apparently, Greatest American Hero is being rebooted. Yeah, I thought we knew that, though, didn't we? Uh, it's, well, they've always wanted to do something with Greatest American Hero for years and years. And just recently, uh, they tried again, and it got stalled. Uh, but now Fox has made it official. They put in an order for the pilot. Mm. Uh, hmm. It's hard to say because, well, you and I remember the premise of the original one where 
a man finds, uh, uh, I think it was inside a suitcase. It was this. Uh, Look at you struggling. Flying suit, cape, <laughs> Superman kind of thing. <laughs> Except um, there's no instructions, right? No. Well, you're somewhat there. Or were the instructions there and he loses them? Yeah. They were in the box. They fell out of the box. Aliens came down and chose him hmm. to be this protector and helper of the innocent with the power of this suit, uh, which he took. He was uh, like an educator, a teacher. Right, right. The rowdy bunch of kids. He's always trying to help people. That's why he likes taking on these rowdy kids. And the aliens chose him for his good heart to uh, take on this task with the super suit. And, of course, he loses the instructions. So the whole premise is him trying to learn his powers just by you know, stumbling upon what the suit can do as he uh, uh, goes from, like, case to case. He has an FBI guy, finds out what he can do, and then he's who is, basically uh, helps the FBI guy through his cases. Who was the, the lady? Was that Connie Selica? Connie Selica in her prime, yeah. Yeah, she was dope back then. Oh, my God. Um, I, you know what? It's pretty, uh, pretty hazy from what I remember from the shows. I remember, I guess I probably watched all of it for its entire run, whatever that was. But, um, in terms of it going now, I don't know. It's hard to say because if they're going to keep it true to the original, they're going to want to do the same tongue in cheek kind of silliness humor that they did in it, right? It was very... It's funny and frustrating at the same time. Yeah. Oh, um, very frustrating. So is that going to work in this market where we've already got these other, you know, superhero shows or, you know, we already got Flash, which is a little tongue-in-cheek at times, but still serious. We've got the Arrow, which is certainly um, 90% serious, serious. We've got Shield, which is... Probably, you know, 80% serious, 20% tongue-in-cheek kind of stuff. Yeah, they're all taking themselves too seriously. And then, no, that's what I want, which well, is why I don't think I'm going to like this uh, real American hero. Well, here's the, what they're going for the premise of the new version. Um, it's story of what happens when great power is not met with great responsibility. So they're kind of changing it up a little bit. An ordinary man, completely content with being average, wakes up with a superpower suit he never asked for and has to deal with the complications it brings to his life. So in the original series, uh, <clears throat> so this one he doesn't want, he doesn't want the suit, he doesn't want the responsibility. Yeah, in the original series he wanted responsibility, he wanted to change people's <clears throat> lives and make a difference. He just didn't know how to do it, so the aliens gave him this suit. Uh, this one is going to be this average kind of slob guy. I can see that's where the comedy comes in. It discovers this suit, is given this suit. Now, the one good thing, now this all sounds terrible to me. This could be very terrible. However, this the team behind this is uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, and they're like the darlings of... Uh, of TV and film right now. Um, 
they're behind the greatest show on TV right now, The Last Man on Earth. So they could take that same kind of premise and tweak it a little bit, and it'd be that same kind of Will Forte character, maybe, just with a super suit. That's what I'm envisioning now. Mm. So can you trust the series with these two guys? Who are these two guys? Do you know what they've done? you know what their uh, resume is? No. One of their names sounds familiar, but not not in the sense that I followed their career. Well, they they were behind the uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs movies. Right, okay. So they were good. Which right? I thought were okay. Yeah. Uh, they directed the 21 and 22 Jump Street movies. The first one was... Decent. The second one sucked. They wrote and directed the Lego movie. Uh, they're producing the Lego Batman movie, the Lego Ninjago film, whatever that is. The movie sequel they will write. Hmm. Uh, the Flash movie they are writers for. Uh, they have an untitled animated Spider-Man film they're writing for. And they're to direct the Han Solo anthology film. Sounds like they're busy. So Yeah, that's what I mean. They're like the darlings of the industry right now. And they're behind the greatest show on TV right now, Last Man on Earth. So maybe these guys could pull it off. What do you think? <clears throat> what network is going to air this? Uh, what did I say? Fox? Yeah, same as Last Man on Earth. Mm. I don't know. It's really, really hard to tell. It's, uh... See, that's a different premise than what I was thinking. I was thinking more along the original lines, so... Maybe it might work. I don't know. I don't know. I really like the original. So I I'd made the comment where, like, well, would it work if they had done... Um, if we found out they were going to redo the A-Team... TV show again or something like that lines right mm -hmm. where it was such a it was good back then but like you know what they redid like a team or redid MacGyver now would it would it work in the same sense and I I didn't think that it would uh, <clears throat> I, will, I, I don't, don't know I don't like the idea of them being too dopey you know I, I that Plus the I find that a turnoff, to be honest with you. The dynamic of the original with William Catt and Robert Culp as the FBI op, it, it was so good. You know, When they yeah. first were on screen together, they really didn't like each other. And it, it, it came through the screen, and it just worked so well with their characters. And you could tell as the seasons went on, they worked better together as their characters did. And, you know, Robert Culp, man, that guy could deliver a line. He was so good. He was so good. And then uh, just the entertainment value of that original show where you could, the the cheese factor, I didn't have a problem with because it, it it's just added to the show. Like you could tell when the stunt guy was put in, right? You'd see this guy come in with a big, look like a, you know, a mop thrown on his head. <laughs> that was the stand-in for the stunt scene. Hmm. The, the stunt guys never looked anything like William Catt. I love that show, man. That was a big part of my growing up was that show. I played it in the playground. Uh, I remember getting, do you remember getting the TV, um, the TV surveys in the mail? 
the early days of TV ratings where they'd ask you to fill out a... I remember the, the actual TV guides having something like that. I remember um, getting this in the mail. It was, a, it was a TV survey, and you had to fill out what shows you watched at what time. And I damned it, I wanted to fill that out more than anyone else so I could put on Grey's American Hero. Anytime it's on, we watch it. Remember they'd give you like a, a silver dollar inside of it? No. As a payment for it? No, I don't think we got that. Yeah. It was cool. So, just in looking this up, man, I kind of fell down the uh, rabbit hole of the producer of Grey's American Hero, Stephen J. Canal. You remember seeing yep. his... Uh, it would be the newspaper thing, right? Or not, the typewriter. And exactly. He'd rip the sheet up and it would uh, curl into the letter C. Yeah, everyone knows that animation because he was a part of so many freaking shows. It is unbelievable. Uh, you look through his career, and like I said, it's a, it's a rabbit hole. It's, it is so cool to read about this guy's career. Um, you know, he was... Uh, he was an early show writer, like a freelance writer on shows like Ironside and uh, Columbo. And his big break came when, do you remember the show Adam 12, a little half hour cop drama? I never watched it, but I know the name. Well, apparently they put a, they had an emergency where they put out like a request to any writer that we need a script for this show immediately. And Stephen J. Canal was able to pump one out in one day, gave them a script. And so that got him uh, to the top of the list in the freelance writer pool. <laughs> and, um, man, he, uh, he created or co-created nearly 40 TV shows. Can you imagine? So we're talking shows like uh, The Rockford Files, uh, Beretta, Grace American Hero, A-Team, Hardcastle and McCormick, 21 Jump Street, even uh, The Commish. I liked uh, Hardcastle McCormick. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> How's it going? Um, he, by his own count, he says he's scripted more than 450 episodes, and he's produced or executive produced over 1,500 episodes for television. Wow. <laughs> it's insane. And he, uh, he went on to say about the kind of money he used to make, like why he created so many shows because as a writer he was only making 600 bucks a week but if you were to create a show they'd give you seventy thousand dollars for a two-hour pilot and a hundred thousand dollar production bonus if it got made he's like why am i writing daily episodes i should be creating shows and yeah holy crap he uh he passed away didn't he yeah like five years ago from melanoma so get those moles checked people but as prolific a writer as this guy was, he extremely dyslexic. Can you believe that? I wonder how that would work if you're um, <clears throat> in terms of writing stuff out. I thought that was more in terms of just reading. So if you type something out yourself... Uh, he said how he used to hire typists to overcome really, yeah? spelling problems. Um, yeah, he he was like a... That was uh, one of his causes. That's a bitch, eh? For, you got to write stuff out, but you're like your own worst enemy. 
So as well, like I know from all of the interviews I've heard throughout the years from this guy and on the DVDs from uh, Greatest American Hero, he's always wanted to reboot it or have a feature uh, made for the Greatest American Hero. And uh, it wasn't able to happen during his lifetime, but it looks like it's going to happen next year. And his daughter is an executive producer, part of the team. So I don't know if that will, hmm. if she will, you know, lend a steady hand to the legacy of her father or what. But if, if they let her, who knows? Do you remember they tried to spin the show off? Back in the day? Yeah. No. Like one of his female students got a suit. No, I probably stopped watching by then or just didn't care. There's a lot of shows back then. Jeez, oh, what? I probably had less time to watch TV back then than I do now. Well, that's the thing, too. I was a kid, so it was only, I didn't know what day it was on. Um, you just were lucky you found it on the dial that night. Oh, my God, this is it. It's on. I think it was on at like nine or something. My parents wanted me to go to bed at nine, hmm. but I'm like, "This is it. This is my only show I live for." Come on, let me into this show. Anyways, good times. That's my show, Greatest American Hero. I always wished it was Greatest Canadian Hero, but <laughs> yeah. I'm shaking my head right now. <laughs> what? You didn't have patriotism back then. I was a kid. Why did they get all the good shit? I was a kid, and and first off, I didn't go crazy about shows like that. But it was so relative. Like, he had this crazy-looking suit, and he was very (laughs) embarrassed to wear it. You know? He's always hiding. Is this getting too boring for you? Yeah, we're done with this. All right. You can, uh, this is my finger going straight up your behind. I wish it would. Listen, another one other show from back in the day All right. that is also on the docks to get remade is, uh, you probably know this name, Steve Austin. Oh, I didn't know they were doing that. It's really? now, now going to be called The Six Billion Dollar Man. It's a feature film, and it's starring one of your boy toys. Oh, uh, let me guess. Is it uh, Bradley Cooper? <laughs> no. Oh. He can act. It's by one of your n- no actor, oh. extremely rich boy toys. Is it The Rock? No, no. I'm just it's Wahlberg. It's another Wahlberg really? production. Oh fuck! So uh, and he's got some Argentinian uh, director doing it. Wait, so, Wahlberg's going to be the six billion dollar man? Yeah. Well, at least it's not Michael Bay. Yeah, thankfully. Uh, we're yeah. looking. <sighs> That'll be December in 2017. So that could still fall apart, too. Are they going to make that like a comedy? There's probably going to be some comedy in it, right? The only Mark Wahlberg I like is when he does comedy because he comes off goofy on screen no matter what. Yeah, but that's not what the Million Dollar Man was about. No. No. You're right. It's going to be the same idea. Uh, Uh... you know what? I think that's better suited to be on TV than to be a full feature. Mm, I don't know. That could go either way for me. I don't want to see Wahlberg in it, though. Really don't. I would like to see Bradley Cooper. I'll, I'll go with you on that. 
But same thing, uh, an army officer or uh, armed services person gets injured close to death and is brought back uh, with the We can do it. We have the technology to do yeah. it now. Bionics. We'll give him a same thing, right? Yep. <clears throat> bionic eye, bionic arm, legs. Uh, and that was it, wasn't it? Hearing. He didn't have bionic woman had hearing. I don't know if he had hearing, did he? Oh, they must have, right? I don't remember. I remember her doing that. She'd go, and through the, all that, mum, 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 yeah. she'd hear something. <clears throat> hmm. He definitely had the arm. What would you eye. rather have, a super hearing or super sight? Well, sight, probably. Hearing, you know, it'd be too much uh, background noise. I heard, heard to say. I don't Do you know. Remember the doll? You look through the doll's head. Steve Austin head. Uh, Steve Austin, and then um, I'm just thinking of a uh, 40 year old virgin right now. Right. Yeah. With the who was the uh, who's the his leader? Um, Oscar. Oh yeah. Uh, Hmm. Okay. Oscar. For some reason, I want to say Oscar Peterson, but that's not it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to say that too. Oscar. Uh, Oscar. Oh, whatever. Wow. Fuck. Yeah. Well, that's cool. All right. So there's my. Any vintage. chance of them bringing back uh, Chips or the Fall Guy? That Lee Majors man, he. He was the king back then, eh? He had six million dollar man. Then went the next decade. He came back with the Fall Guy, another big success. And who was the female co-host on the Fall Guy? <coughs> Sexy lady. Who was female on? Uh, I don't know. <coughs> um, she was. Uh, what's her name? The the blonde lady who was also on uh, Melrose Place. Oh, Heather Locklear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's Lee super, Majors got to bang on Super young back then. Bo Derek, Farrah Fawcett, Heather Locklear. Him and Billy Joel were on a tear. Hmm. Hmm. <coughs> yeah, so that's cool. I don't know. I'm excited about that. Another show that's coming back uh, that people have been talking about is Star Trek is returning the TV. Yeah, in a sense, mm -hmm. um, Star Trek is returning to the small screen, um, but the surprise is it's going to be running on CBS's digital video on demand subscription platform called CBS All Access. The premiere is going to appear on CBS right. regular television, yeah. and then the remaining shows are going to go over to this. Uh, the CBS All Access, which is um, apparently there's going to be a version of it which will be uh, ad-free, which is $9.99 a month. <clears throat> and I, they're going to use that to compete with uh, uh, Hulu. But uh, Leslie Moonves... Uh, explained uh, why Star Trek is boldly going where it's never been gone before. Um, 
lot of conversation went into what we were doing with Star Trek. All access is very important, stressing that CBS will remain both a content supplier of second window fare for Netflix as well as a competitor to Netflix. We remain a good partner for Netflix and Hulu. Star Trek is a family jewel. It's an important piece of business for us as we go forward, said Moonves. <clears throat> We're looking to do original content on all access and build up that platform. Netflix is our friend as well as a competitor uh, because it competes with uh, CBS's uh, Showtime. All Access will put out original content, and knowing the loyalty of Star Trek fans, they will boost it. Ugh. Take advantage. <clears throat> I think that's shit. Um, I'm pretty upset that, uh, well, I was upset when the last Star Trek TV show finished, which was Enterprise. That ran for what? Was it four or five seasons? No, it didn't make five. Okay. So four seasons. Um, uh, even four? I'd... Yeah, it did the four. Yeah. I'm not sure if it did a full four, but... It probably did. Um, I know I watched it for those four years, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Sad to see when it, lo when it left. And um, I was excited to hear when this new Star Trek was coming back until I heard that it was going to be on the subs subscription service, which I... It's kind of fitting, though, isn't it? It's, it's ballsy, but it's kind of fitting for Star Trek. It's kind of what, like the next generation, when that started, that was the first big production show to be put into the syndication model immediately it wasn't broadcast it was syndicated and then like voyager that was the first big show for the upn network so it's kind of fitting that this new star trek yeah but they're all is going to be the flagship for this new service yeah but all the other ones you could have access to right away yeah without paying ten dollars a month <laughs> Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. It's fucking ridiculous. <clears throat> they're trying to cater to the Star Trek fans. Then why are you making us pay for it? Oh, they're taking advantage. Which, believe me, a lot of people are not going to be paying for. Yeah, no, and I'll still watching it, be downloading it. So f you. I yeah, I can't see them keeping it only in that service. Is I think it's a dumb move. And then it's opening night on CBS. We'll just have dismal ratings because. <coughs> everyone will know that the rest of the show won't be available. You know what I mean? Yeah, like almost why bother tuning into it, right? Yeah, exactly. Why would I start to tune into this? I'll just buy the DVDs maybe when the season's done or something. Yeah, so anyway, the series is going to premiere January 2017. Uh, it's going to be executive produced by Alex Kurtzman. Um, blah, blah, blah. Like I said, uh, subsequent episodes are going to be produced exclusively for its digital subscription platform. <clears throat> uh, so what is what are they going to do about the... Uh, what universe are they going to be in? The J.J. Abrams universe or the, or the next-gen universe? The regular Star Trek universe? You know what? They haven't really uh, clarified that yet. I'll I'll submit. Let me. Uh, the uh, Star Trek license is is split between two entities. The TV rights are CBS. The movie rights are Paramount. Paramount, yeah. So I would guess that they're just going to stick in the TV family and not and and imagine the J.J. Abrams world doesn't exist. So they'll just carry on 
uh, like the next generation well, whatever is. Yeah, if they're smart, probably the easiest thing to do is just because if they do that, they can start off anywhere they want, any characters they want. Um, you know, they can design the new. I'm assuming it's still going to be on the Enterprise. Well, they haven't said that. They said new characters. Well, then they can redesign the new ship any way they want. Yeah. Um, I would love to see a Captain Riker series. I've said this over and over again. but With man, the original Riker or with a new? With him, yeah. Because he'd be older now. He'd fit the age perfectly. And uh, when, you know, in the original Star Trek series, uh, mm. well, The Next Generation, when he took on the authoritative role and he'd like... Uh, you know, be yelling at subordinates and shit. I just loved him in that character when he was Mr. Hard Nose. That's when he grew the beard. Oh, yeah, got a beard. Yep. So I'd love to have him have a ship. <clears throat> uh, well, you never know, right? He could be in this new series. Well, I'll bet they'll want to bring back some old people. He'll do some cameos. He'll yeah. be, uh, it's either he can be an admiral or he can be, uh, you know, a captain. Yeah. Pure, maybe he'll probably appear in the flagship episode, right? Get the ratings up. Oh, shit, it's Riker. He's back. And bring in the older fans. Yeah, for sure. That would be so cool. That, you'd have a link to those Next Generation fans if you have at least one principal still on the new show. I don't think we'll see it, but I, th I think Jonathan Frakes is up for it. And um, what's the budget going to be for this show? <sighs> that's that's the thing, eh? You I gotta, don't know. If you don't do the budget right, you're going to get... Um, is it going to be mainly CG? Are they going to go back to models? Is it going to be like... Uh, say the same sort of uh, photography and shooting that uh, they used for uh, Enterprise? Or are they going to go more of a CG-based style? Um, yeah, I bet you it'll be know. all CG. They won't bother with models. It's too much to think about. Yeah. But it has to be big budget. It has to have a really healthy budget. There's going to be a lot of blue screens, like some shows have been doing. Hmm. I don't know, man. Because um, what I, was the, the uh, I keep thinking of, the, when I think of this, I think about how Battlestar, <coughs> Battlestar Galactica, <coughs> they had their great run. And then they decided to do, uh, what was it, Caprica? Yeah. <coughs> and that went, uh, was that the online series that they did? No, that was... It was on sci-fi. Sci was it on sci-fi? Yeah, that was like the origin of the Cylons, wasn't it? I think so. They were also doing some sort of series that was online-based, or it was like a mini, mini online part-time series or something. Was that the Blood and Chrome? That's what I'm thinking of. Blood that was and just a, that was like a movie of the week, though, wasn't it? it I don't was know a if it was two or a four-hour thing. That was a prequel. But I just found that those ones, I think they had less of a budget 
than what Battlestar did. So you yeah. can really tell in the production that, you know, a lot of the backdrop was uh, green screen. And I, to be honest with you, I, I maybe watched part of it and just said, this is just shit. No, yeah. But by then, I had had my fill of uh, Battlestar 2, right? You couldn't get better than what they had put out. Yeah. Aside well, from the final ending. But um, whatever. Yeah, Blood and Crawl, it was, go give it a shot. It's good. Yeah. But it, it does suffer, like you said, from uh, an effects uh, shrinkage in budget. I think by then I, I just I needed a break from Battlestar, to be honest with you. It was, yeah. too much, it was too much already. and Well, it wasn't too much already, but it was just right. Why keep pushing it on for, you know. But whatever. Hmm. All right. Well, anyway, we've uh, we've run longer than our show normally likes to go, so I guess we should probably kill this one off. Yeah, man. Good chat. Agree. Thanks for uh, letting me talk about uh, the farm, farm life. My favorite show growing up, <coughs> Crazy American Hero. And may we never talk about it again <laughs> until it comes on air. Oh, we'll be talking about it. Get Duke back on this show. We'll have a nice, big, in-depth discussion on it. Only if we can talk about Supergirl. That was it. That was your Supergirl chance. I give you that opportunity. We did it. Let's move on. All right. Callista Flockhart. Well, everyone, thanks again for tuning in. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at STCPod. That's the account that Bill handles. Check me out on Twitter at AC Decepticon. Check out our website at www.stcpod.com. You can check my site out which is www.angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca uh, check us out on youtube youtube.com slash start to continue we're on itunes and stitcher and you can also find us as well as many other great podcasts <coughs> and blog write-ups on uh, cartridgeclub.org right now well thanks joe and thank you sweden and uh, do it do the thing do the thing do it. Okay. Do it. Do it. Save the thing. Post it and post it.